For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. And this is season 16, episode two. Hello, Aid. How are you doing today? I am great. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We always record like on the eve of the weekend. So there's some hope and optimism and positivity about the weekend coming along. <laughs> Three day weekend. Yeah, we actually get my company just started celebrating Martin Luther King last year. <laughs> when they know they should be celebrating Juneteenth too. Okay. Oh my god, no, not 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 at my company. I don't I don't think that would be a thing. Like I was so depressed thinking about it. I was looking at the holidays because yeah, that's what you do in January. And I don't have a holiday till May after Monday. And I'm like, American work culture is 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 savage. Like you're so expected to just work nonstop. I mean you have PTO and stuff, but still. Yeah, yeah, uh yeah, that's really bad. <laughs> as a federal government employee we're really yeah. like oh my gosh we don't get any in march or april like how dare they <laughs> two whole months of no holidays um so you're you're suffering i under i understand how you feel sort of but at the same time i'm like the two months that i don't have a holiday i'm like how dare they do this to me <laughs> our uk counterparts can't relate they just have bank holidays all day, every day. I feel like every second. Oh, we have a bank holiday. Oh, okay. Nice for you. But it doesn't matter. I have like a whole bunch of vacation this year, so I'm kind of excited. But who? it's like free money. Who wants to spend your own money when you could get free money? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I love a good federal holiday, especially yeah. one where you're not traveling. Those are the best kind where you're like, oh, bonus day off. Yes. And it's a short weekday. But yeah, that's about it. All right, Aid. what do we have to update the people on? On our Patreon, you guys, we have After Party every week. Uh, we recap it. We talk about what they talked about. It's a good time. And this week, we have the wrap-up of Sister Wives. Uh, <laughs> that awful, awful, great show. <laughs> so feel free to go to our Patreon and check out those bonus episodes. And we told y'all last week, but once again, we do have a new $3 tier that is for ad-free versions of the regular episode. So feel free to check that out, too, if you're interested. Yes. So, Tane, what is going on with the people? I don't know if it's that, you know, it's too cold or anything, but nothing like eventful, eventful is happening. So I'm going to need them to pick it up. But a few things I saw, Nate had a reel, I think between him and Stasha, I don't, I don't know who's doing more boring content. Well, Stasha is a niche content because all she does is a lot of remodeling and a lot of recreating TikTok videos, like voiceover type things. But he did one saying when you quit DoorDash, but you keep DoorDashing and it showed him like ordering food. But then one of the hashtags he had was single life. And I guess that's his way of announcing that he's single. <laughs> Tang, remind me, did Stasha come on the, the kickoff show and say that they, she was single? Yes. Okay. That's how we had confirmation. But I think otherwise, they might have just gone on with their lives separately and we just infer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, in today's episode of People Are Weird, um, Danielle from the Dallas season he was talking about some comments that she got. And someone, she posted a comment where someone was like, I think she said something and someone was like, yes, your stories are boring. Yes, you have lines on your forehead. <gasps> and then I, I'm just like, guys, like share love. Like we're going through a tough time as a people on earth. <laughs> like how much time do you have to have for people you don't know? Yes, we have a podcast. Yes, we talk, but it's, you know, entertainment, but no one's going extra mile to go tell people to their faces terrible things. 
you guys, if you've listened to us for a while, this is not the first time we've talked about it, but I will never, ever get tired of clowning on people who have nothing better to do with their time than go and say mean things on the participants' pages. Yeah. On the other spectrum, <laughs> on the other spectrum, Jasmina is getting messages like, um, she posted pictures of herself and you guys, she knows she's pretty. And someone was like, you're missing a belly. Let me put a baby in you. Let me suck <gasps> on your toes. I'm just, uh, the world is sick enough. <laughs> like why? <laughs> um, Olajuwon and Katina are still doing their, not redemption, but reunion world to- tour. They're posting pictures. They're showing us how much in love they are. So he posted a picture of his lunch, rice, beans, chicken, and gave Katina props for hooking him up for a great lunch at work. After clowning her all season, this is a great change. That's the thing, though. Because of the way he started, I don't take that as a good compliment. I just take it as rudeness from a larger one in a different form. I'm just waiting for this to be over. That's my hope and prayer. (laughs) God forgive me. I'm just hoping that she's doing this because she wants to and still not trying to prove herself as a great wife. That's all. Um, Amelia of Amelia and Bennett fame, who never confirmed or denied if they're separated, but they are divorced, is having a great time with her boyfriend. I, I just think they're two peas in a pod. He's um just as eccentric as she is. A lot of the videos she posts, I don't know what it's called. I'm sure there's a name for it, but they do these calisthenics type thing where they just move like she's on his feet her whole body and they bend and they do movements do you know what i'm talking about i I think it's called acrobatics i mean i guess on the floor it's static it's like balance they're doing like balance poses yeah yeah Mm. there's a whole part of gymnastics like an acro and it's like partnered stuff where people they do d- dance a little bit, but it's mainly just balancing like people in different positions. That kind of sounds like what you're talking about. And it's called acro. So okay. uh, that's what Whatever. I'll call what Amelia and her friend are doing. <laughs> okay. Um, he seems to be a nomad. I do think he's really cute. Um, he spent some time in Alaska and then now they're in the Caribbean and he listed all the places. I think he's going to India also. And I'm just like, is she still not doing a residency or how does she have this much time? Because she's in places with him also, and then the whole his whole family was with him in Alaska. But, I mean, she seems happy. She's having a good time, so good for her. Okay. And <laughs> finally, Alexis got verified. <laughs> That's the Do dream. all the MAPS people get ver- verified? I don't think I was aware. Do some of them get verified and not others? You know, I've never actually noticed. But I don't know why I noticed she did. But I will find out and add that next week. I will just check to see if some of them get verified or not but it was a thing she posted it and she did her first paid partnership i don't know if it was for a friend or if for a brand i don't know but the clothing brand but you know that's the dream you go on reality shows the dream is to become an influencer and get verified i guess so and just to clarify she was verified on instagram she didn't pay eight dollars on twitter (laughs) you know i don't follow a lot on twitter like to check on them i just check them like instagram so yeah that's all I got for the week. All right, guys. So before we dive into the episode, we share some messages and we'll be right back. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you make can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work. Up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the EarnIn app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. Summer is coming and it is time for all of us to go on vacation. You can use the money you earn from EarnIn to buy a new bathing suit or some new clothes for your fun summer vacation. Download EarnIn today, spelled E-A-R, N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the EarnIn app, type in AltoCall on the podcast. When you sign up, it'll really help the show. That's AltoCall on the podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max, see earnin.com slash TOS for details. EarnIn is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. 
Ladies, you know that vicious week before your period where you feel like you want to crawl out of your skin, you feel a little bit down or off, and those cravings when you feel like you can eat anything in sight? Well, there's a solution for that. Now it's easier to manage your PMS with estrogen control. You have to try Hormone Harmony. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality. And it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ALTERCALLMAFS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S for 15% off today. And we are back. So, how are we feeling about this week's episode? I kind of like it. My favorite thing about these opening episodes is that I'm still hopeful. (laughs) (laughs) You would think that I'd never watched a show before the way I'm like, oh, they're so cute. Oh, this could work. But I know deep in my heart that I'm delusional. (laughs) I mean, you're not alone. The weddings give us hope and we're like, aw, aw. And we know in five, four, three, two, it's going to (laughs) explode. It's gonna explode pretty soon. So um it wasn't bad. It was an okay episode, but as usual, and we bitch about it every year. I'm gonna bitch it one more time. We don't need all the dress shopping, the ring shopping, the people asking the stupid questions. We don't care. Just get married and let's keep it moving. The repetitiveness of dress shopping and tuck shopping. Yeah. I get you know what? That's another paid partnership, so I kinda get it, but uh every year. You know, I did notice this year that the wedding venue is just a hotel. I don't know which one. If anybody knows, Nashville people, let us know. But compared to like San Diego with the beautiful outdoor places that they had, this is a little like a hotel ballroom. But I think the San Diego was also a hotel type place. It's just that the architecture maybe is different. And it was outdoors. (laughs) No, it was well. San Diego was different, and their aesthetics were just completely different. And I'm pretty sure someone's going to tell us that Mash Fan has posted it. We just try to avoid it so we don't get spoilers that influence some of our thoughts. But I wonder if she's already posted it because she, you know, she probably has. Yeah. If you know public service, if you guys could just send us screenshots of the filming days that Mash Fan posts. (laughs) No spoilers. No spoilers. (laughs) If you could just send us screenshots from her that are not spoilers, we would greatly appreciate it. Thanks, guys, in advance. So we start the episode. Um, We left off with Shaq, who told told us that we could call him that this week, and Kirsten getting ready to walk down the aisle. The doors open, she walks in, and the look on her face is not good at all. (laughs) Does not seem impressed. She looked really pretty, though. She looked pretty. He looked pretty happy. Yeah. So she gets to the top of the aisle. Neither one of them introduced themselves to each other or say anything. He was smitten. And (sighs) she was stunned. Stunned in not a good way. (laughs) (laughs) And the whole time, like last week on After Party, she did admit to having RBF. So I'm like, maybe it's the RBF. But later on, I was like, no, it wasn't the RBF. (laughs) Um, And he tried in their in their first interactions. The the preacher, I'm calling him the preacher, the wedding officiant, says, "You know, Kirsten meets Shaquille." They all laugh at the like, you know, the weirdness of two people meeting each other at the top of the aisle. And then I can't remember if it was her or the wedding officiant looks over and says to Shaquille, "Is there something you want to say?" And he <laughs> and she he says, "I'm just stunned that you're so beautiful. God knew what He was doing when He made you." This mm. woman says, thank you. Doesn't even say you look nice today, too. Why should she lie? If she don't feel that way, she don't need to say it. I, she doesn't have to say he's the most attractive man on earth. She just has to say you look nice, which any man in a tux 80% of the time does. And he does look nice. He did look nice. I mean, and apologies for last week. I think you asked me and I said I thought it was black. I didn't notice that it was green till this week. It looked black to me. We got confirmation that he picked the green for with, from with his mentees last week. 
I think I expected from Kirsten, like from Jump, she's already told us that she's, she didn't say bratty. She wants to call it picky, but she's picky and bratty. So I, 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 I'm trying to imagine her thought process at the moment. She didn't get what she wanted and she seems like the kind of person that will focus on the negatives. So I don't even think she had the brain bandwidth to start thinking of complimenting another person. She's probably like, what the fuck am I doing right now? And how can I get out of this? <laughs> The editing definitely played up the awkwardness of her, I would call it her reaction, but it was the whole thing. Like, it felt like it was dead in that room, and maybe they just played that up, and he kept on trying to lighten the mood, and she's just a dead fish. The first time I can recall seeing her smile during the descriptions, which is where... The preacher's keep on calling it the preacher. The wedding officiant says that he's classy, and they she laughed at like the closet space thing because both of them referenced clothes and dressing well in their descriptions, which I thought was good. Um, and that's the only time I can recall her smiling. The rest of the time, she just didn't look very happy. I don't think they played it up. I think the air was just as awkward, and I feel we kind of got confirmation of that on after party. Mm -hmm. because I think she was trying so hard to mask what she was feeling. But if you're an owner of resting bitch face, that's a struggle you're going to face in life. You can't hide your feelings on your face. <laughs> it's science. <laughs> so she's already warned us that if she's not into him, they're going to do a side kiss. Oh, I'm sorry. A cheek kiss. <laughs> Sounds like a side kiss. <laughs> I know you were thinking side hug. So that's what they end up doing. And they show a friend making a face, but that friend was not one of the bridesmaids who heard the discussion. So that was just some editing trickery. But when they walk out, she does smile. She looks happy when they walk out. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> when you're in shock, you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> so Immediately after they show them walking out, we show a Shaq one-on-one -on -one interview, and he says he's never played basketball, but he's got a ring, and he's full of energy. He's very happy. Um, he has a whole description about how he picked up on the cheek kiss, but he respects her for the cheek kiss, and wow, she's different. And I was like, oh, Lord. Like, Shaq is very happy with Kirsten. <laughs> he is, but... I mean, I'm probably reading too much into it, but it left a kind of sour taste in my mouth. I mean, maybe he didn't mean anything by it, but it just reminded me of these guys who put a lot of weight on like virtue or like, oh, you decided to remain a virgin so you got married. That means you're of better quality. I don't, do you understand what I'm trying to say? Yes, they're, they're, um, yes. Yes, and I'm just like, I mean, I, I, he has a right to be impressed by it, but just the way he said it was kind of like, oh, if she turned me down, then yeah, she's a... And I'm like, eh. I mean, I, I still like Shaq, but it, 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 was a, it was a moment of, eh. I just thought he was trying to put lipstick on the pig. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, this is not good, but I'll just put, you know, I will focus on the fact that she didn't let me kiss her. So they sit down and it gets a little bit better. She tells him that she likes his suit and he says something about making his own bow tie and she compliments on him on that and sounds very impressed. Um, she asks where he's from. He talks about working for the university. They talk about how he, her family tailgates at his university. They talk about how that's what his family does too. Does she like sports? And she's like, I like sports. The whole conversation is her not saying much and him telling her all about himself. And then afterwards, um, and she, but she does say, oh, uh, he says something about the Dillons and he says, and she's like, oh, that's our last name. I was like, that's a good thing to say. <laughs> Shaq tells us that she seems sweet. And I'm like, she seems dead and robotic, but you, you take what you get, I guess. And Shaq is just super happy that she's pretty. I think he, like Tane said, I think he's, he's in for an awakening because He's way too happy about the way she looks to register the fact that she has not seen... I, I couldn't even understand how he said that she was sweet. She has not expressed any personality that I can see. Um, I will say, though, like her reaction, I guess, maybe to when he described the accident and the scar. Yes. So maybe... I feel like that was a good platform to start with, like sharing something that's vulnerable that just makes you realize, like, oh, like there's more to people, so maybe break down a little. And I think... 
she softened a little. Not, I mean, I agree that she was a dead fish, but I did think that starting with that um, softened her a little bit and allowed for like the conversation to make her a little more open. She's not completely open yet, but she was a little bit more open. And it, I, I could also still feel the awkwardness because deep down, all I wanted him to just say was like, mention all your degrees, say all your degrees. And I'm like, that's terrible. Like, why should she, why should it be dependent <laughs> on the degrees? But I just wanted it to be less tense. <laughs> and I'm like, but that would make her melt. Just say it. Oh, <laughs> uh. My last thing on them was correction again. I think I had either tweeted or said that for the first time, they didn't give a black woman a person that she's older than. Um, and correction, I think he is younger than her because I think that was one of Kirsten's complaints. I think he's younger than her by less than a year, though. Yeah. <laughs> she's still complaining. He is still younger because maps can't get away from it. They got their yeah. patterns. Yeah, I give them props. So I just want to take it back. So <laughs> they don't deserve their props. So we don't see them again for the rest of the episode. <laughs> on to the rest, on to the next. So we start with Gina and Clint. Clint goes to the suit store to shop for a suit. And Candace is the girl working there. And she is wearing the exact same outfit that she was with Shaquille. So yeah, they shot all of these in one day. Not surprising, but I guess you usually they have different people or they change clothes. Candace wore this oversized suit jacket that was very memorable. We see Gina shopping for a dress and she says that she didn't expect to be shopping for a wedding dress this year. And it's hitting her that someone else is out there doing this too, buying a tux, telling their family, and she feels less alone already. Clint comes with his friends. They don't like the Navy suit. Um, they sit around and talk about how he he's missing a piece in his life and he needs someone to share his life with. And they think that he wanted to be married 10 years ago um, when he was in, lived in Florida before he came to Nashville and there was a relationship that didn't work out and it didn't happen. Um, <clears throat> you know what? I like this dress store. Like so far, almost I can't think of a dress that any of the girls tried on that I didn't like and that didn't look good on them. They all looked good in every dress they tried on. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, I'm trying to gauge what I'm saying. The dresses were pretty, but I don't think they were all flattering. And that's not on the dress shop. So that's what I was trying to gather <laughs> my thoughts to say. <laughs> Gina's first dress, she says that it's good for an event, but not for a wedding. Um, so she wants something a little bit more glamorous. Clint picks out this tight. the first the first one or the one that she ended up picking? They were both skin tight, but that first one was hugging everything. But like you said, it looked nice. Clint ends up picking this light-colored suit. And then you can see the formality difference between Shaquille and Clint. Because, he, like, that to me is a day suit. Like, not even know. an evening suit. <laughs> it's like he was going to a beach wet, like, being a guest at a beach wet. It was, like, the color, <laughs> the I'm like, Clint, I get it. You're a free spirit, but it's your wedding day. Like, put a little effort. You don't even have to pay for it. And then Gina picks this very glamorous dress that doesn't match his vibe at all. And I'm like, this is going to look kind of strange in pictures. <laughs> I feel like Gina's mom is a little uncomfortable with the camera because I think she's doing the most. <laughs> she was just being like a little extra, just feel like you need to show your booty. You need to <laughs> like, it, does, it just doesn't seem natural. And it was just the first time. So at first I wasn't sure, but as the episode goes around, I'm just goes on. I'm like, oh, okay. She's just, oh my God, I'm in front of the camera. <laughs> So, yeah. So next up is Nicole and Chris. Nicole comes to the dress store. She has this outdoor interview. I have no idea why they showed this to us, where she tells them that she has sweaty legs. The sweat is dripping below her legs. Please don't show it because it looks like she's about to pee. I was just like, did you guys just need to fill in three minutes on this episode? Like, why are we watching this? Okay. So we did have a listener message about that saying, like, the editors or the producers seem to hate Nicole because why did they need to include that? And my take was that I just thought this would be something Nicole would like to have on there. She seems like the kind of person who thrives on quote unquote shock value because that's why she says all these ridiculous things. <laughs> what was your read on that? Did you think they hate her? I, I thought they needed to fill in three minutes of the episode. <laughs> I think it was kind of funny. It's not, but Nicole thinks she's funny. A lot of the things she says is unnecessary. Like, why are you saying that? But I think maybe they're trying to play up that personality. You know, they started this whole thing about prototypes. So since we have a Lindsay, we have to have her every season now. So, 
Yeah. I still like Nicole, so I'm not going to call her Lindsay yet. Um, <laughs> okay, Lindsay, episode one, two, still? No? <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to do that to her yet. <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> Nicole tells us that shopping is not her jam. She talks about having a fear of, like, what's wrong with me. And basically, this guy's going to see her in this dress for the first time. And she at least wants him to like what she looks like. Because that's the first thing he'll see. And Chris is basically telling his friends the same thing. Like, I want her to look like what she sees. Um, the first suit he tries on, he doesn't feel comfortable in. He says it's too tight. It actually looks pretty good on him, but he does, he wasn't feeling it. He ends up picking a gray suit with a black trim. Um, he I makes a, a... What? I hated it. Oh, I liked it. I, okay. Um, I said odd choice when I looked at my <laughs> <dress>. <laughs> it looked bad it was just different uh, something about the stripe just made it look comical like like a joke Ugh, no i hated it he makes a baseball analogy about how in a game he would he once hit a home run and then walked off i barely understand what these things mean because i'm not into the sports ball but he said uh, he says he wants the same experience with nicole well he doesn't know her name is nicole at this time but with his wife, that he'll hit a home run and they'll walk off into the sunset, something like that. <laughs> Nicole picks a dress. It's very nice. Her mom, Nancy, asks how she feels and she says she's speechless and she feels like a bride. And I was like, oh, that's great. That's how you want to feel in your dress. I really preferred her first dress. I know she didn't want a ball gown, but I thought it was very flattering on her. But the dress she chose was cute also. I just kind of preferred the first dress. <sighs> I think the thing I appreciate about Nicole is Nicole is coming with the right attitude to what everyone should have for Married at First Sight because she just goes on with like, whatever happens, I'm prepared to make this work and I'm just going to do this. And then even from the previous episode, when they ask her, what if the sex is bad? She's like, I'm just going to teach him. What if he doesn't look good? She's just like, I'm going with his, you know, whatever we have, there's a reason we're matching all that. That's the open attitude that we need. Not if you're picky, then you go sign up for maps. That's just pretty stupid. I agree with you. I believe Nicole and Chris actually both all say the right things. But my mind reminds me of how there was a man named Justin who said that he would settle arguments and he would sit down very quietly and peacefully to talk to his wife. <laughs> and then it never happened. So <laughs> uh, that's what you say, to... what you do. <laughs> we don't need to bring up our dark past. <laughs> But you're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> so, Eris goes to the suit place. It's the same girl. He even tries on, I think, one of the same suits that someone else tried on. Um, Jasmine tells us that she was a pageant girl, but she's hoping that with this dress she feels like a bride and not like she's on her way to the pageant. Um, Eris is sitting around, talk, I'm sorry, standing around with his grooms and talking about how he's going to cry if she's ugly and he has a vision of a beautiful woman coming down like from the heavens and the dress fitting her body and the curves are perfect. Okay. This is why these conversations, I mean, Eris at least is still younger, but these conversations. Eris is younger? Eris uh, is no. 38. <laughs> oh, he's 38? He's 38 years old. Maybe 39. I, I take that back. Okay, so my <laughs> comment still stands. Why are these men who are almost 40 or 40 having stupid ass conversations about crying if someone's ugly? Because I remember Clint's groomsmen were like, what is it like one woman for the rest of your life? Or last episode, we were like one vagina for the rest of your life. Like, do you not feel stupid having these conversations? Like, what do you think marriage is? Like, why is that where you're focused on why not what is it like finding someone that's going to be your best friend someone that's going to be your partner but when they have these conversations i'm like this is why we don't need this section because we don't nothing, have sensible questions nothing it's just the same repetitive conversations that don't sound very good don't sound no. good at all and one of eris's friends was named cheese yes his friends names are harold and cheese um <laughs> eris tries on the burgundy and he looks good in it loved it he looked good thought, in both. He did. I wish that he would have picked the burgundy, but he ends up going with the black. He talks about how his he wishes his dad was there. Um, he was really close to his dad, and his dad was apparently a very well-dressed man. But, you know, tragically, his dad was murdered when he was 11. And he says that he has insecurity about, am I man enough? Like, what does a man do? What does the leader of a household look like? He's never seen it. Or he didn't get to experience it, so he doesn't know what it is. Mm -hmm. <sighs> 
Um, I, you know, I said some things earlier. Jasmine looks great. Um, but I don't think I liked the dress that she picked, but now I can't remember what it looked like. Um, it was very winter wonderland. It's one of those that had like the sheer panels and it reminded me of your gripes where you always wanted to have the same color, same shade. Yes. Underneath, but it had white <clears throat> instead. Which is fine because they weren't going for a skin tone. So I guess it's okay for it yeah. to be white. Yeah. So and it was very fitted and stuff. But yeah. It definitely looked like a wedding dress, not a pageant dress. So I'm glad that she got that part. <laughs> Her mom gets very emotional and says that it means so much to be there. And um, <clears throat> then she talks about how her mom was diagnosed with breast cancer. And three months ago, they didn't know if they'd get this moment. Um, it was a little unclear to me because I was like, was she diagnosed three months ago? Was she going through treatment? Was it um, like quick enough that they could do surgery? I was curious, but we didn't really get into that. But they were just grateful for the moment that they had of her getting to pick a wedding dress. And these are the moments where you're like, I just want this to work. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the same one with Shaquille, you know, his grandma was there. And then we find out later that his grandma has since passed. You know, yeah. we just want them to be like to, for his grandma to have seen his actual wedding, not the wedding that led to his divorce. But we'll all find out together. All right, guys, we'll be right back. And we are back with my dreaded couple, Dominica McKinley. With Dominica McKinley, Pastor Cal, in one of those little interviews, tells us that we shouldn't worry about their age difference. I guess they keep on calling her an old soul, and that's why we're not supposed to worry about her age difference? Mm, don't get me started on that shit. <laughs> why are you... You can't just throw out words like, you know, Chris Williams is a nice guy, or Chris Williams is not a player, and it makes it true. You can't just say someone is an old soul make up for your bad judgment decisions cast someone who didn't even apply to be on the show, show. <laughs> like everything we have seen about her shows that she is a typical 25 year old where is the old soul <laughs> she held a player in the first episode that's it where is the old soul <laughs> it's somewhere else because it ain't here it ain't here <laughs> so <clears throat> Dominique tells us that she's a tomboy and she didn't have a wedding vision board when she was six is what I was hearing. She's, <laughs> she's not one of those I've dreamed about my wedding day since I was 10 year old types. I appreciate that. <laughs> McKinley says he wants to look good and he wants her to think that he's stylish and trendy, trendy even though he's not. Um, he does the Navy, the suit that Chris seemed to have loved. Um, he says that he wants to go camping with his friends where they talk about like, what will be married? Like he says he wants to go camping, go on the boat and Netflix and chill. And I was just like, this doesn't sound like anything that Dominique wants to do in life, but okay. <laughs> There's also this interesting thing about, Oh, so you're going to settle in Nashville because <laughs> his friends, or I don't know who these people are. They might be his family. Um, they're like, oh, you plan to live here long term? Which this to me should be disqualifying for the show. You don't have to say that you're going to live in the city for the rest of your life. But if you are in maths, you should be, since both of you are coming from the same city, you should be at least settled in the city that you're in. I, This show is not just doing a bad job. They're like literally setting them up for failure. That's the only thing I can think of because it is very unfair to the partner who now has to face a possible decision of moving when the whole reason they're doing it based on the cities that were in the same geographical location. Like what is the thought process in that? He says that Chicago is only an hour long flight away. And I'm like, what does that have to do with the price of peas? Like, what is that? Has it been on Southwest lately? <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Um, uh, apparently McKinley, someone on Reddit found it. McKinley was on rehab addict. One of the HGTV shows very briefly. Um, in Chicago, so he is he has some experience with reality TV. Don't they all? I will say though that this segment solidified for me that I officially hate these navy blue tuxedos or whatever they call it navy blue, but I don't know if it's the cameras. It looks bright blue to me, but I hate it. I don't like it. I like it. I think it depends on the person. Sometimes it looks better on some people more than others. 
It, it came out three times today. I didn't like I, I, either of them. If it's navy, <laughs> like true navy blue, yeah. But the lady, the lady with the oversized blazer, the owner of the shop or whatever, she said, try on this navy blue. And I'm like, it looks very bright to me, but whatever that color is, I don't like it. Okay. No one picked it though, right? No. See, they were listening to you. <laughs> My thoughts. <laughs> So, Nicole and Chris go into their wedding day. They talk about how they're nervous. Um, Nicole says she's very excited, though. Um, So, all of Nicole's bridesmaids and her mom come to her room, and they're, like, pouring champagne, and Nicole says that her mom has been wanting her to get, has been waiting for her to get married since she lists, like, the day, the hour, the time that she was born. I was like, (laughs) okay. She even confirms. It's 12.09, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, I hope none of these are part of your passwords. <laughs> Just put it out here on national TV. Um, <clears throat> Chris talks to his groomsmen about, you know, getting ready. And he says that before big games, he wouldn't eat. So he doesn't plan to eat here. And I realized that with Chris, we're going to get a lot of sports analogies. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Nicole's makeup and hair. I think it looks great. I think it like accentuates all of her best features. I was thinking the makeup artist did a good job. Um, As she's getting her hair and makeup done, her mom and her have a discussion where her mom says, don't rush into anything tonight. And so she's like, so I'm supposed to be a lady. Um, She's like, should I try to see what we're working with? And her mom is like, no, don't do that. And she says in an interview that this man has to meet her mom, her dad, and her stepdad tomorrow. So she's not setting him to go into that after he defiled their daughter. And I was like, let's see if you hold true to that. Let's see. (laughs) Can I ask a question? So her mom telling her not to have sex, how come, let me speak for myself. I didn't find it offensive. And I don't think a lot of people found it as offensive as as when Lindy's mother and brother try to tell her not to have sex or try to tell Mm, Miguel. You know, oh, well, first off, the way her mom said it, it didn't seem like it was a real command. Um, And there's the whole, like, her mom is a woman. I think there's something about, like, a man telling a woman not to have sex that we're like, wait a second. Okay. I was thinking maybe it was the religious angle because I think Lindy's mom and brother started with the whole Bible thing speaking to someone who doesn't have the same tenets as they do so (laughs) but yeah i wasn't as annoyed but like you said maybe her mom was just half joking she had a little bit to drink too um (laughs) (laughs) i did find it funny when nicole was like she hasn't been in love since the first time benifer was a thing that made me laugh (laughs) she has because she's funny (laughs) (laughs) um so we see a man who I wondered who he was come in and give her a gift from Chris. I assume it's production because they wouldn't want any of his like friends or family to actually see her before the wedding. So she opens up the thing. First, there's an engagement ring in there. I was waiting for a sponsor, but I don't think there was one. Either he went out and bought this ring with his own money or I don't know what the show paid for it. Uh, but we didn't see anybody else get a ring so far. Um. Oh who just one it was James Allen? But they didn't say James Allen. They didn't show any commercial for James Allen. I was I didn't think James Allen signed on again this year. Interesting. I was looking at the lettering, and it sounded about right for the number of letters for James Allen. But you're right; they usually more overt about it. And I was giving them props for being subtle, actually. <laughs> so maybe I, it wasn't. They were subtle because they didn't get paid. Um. <laughs> Uh, Nicole is very emotional about her gifts. The ring, she says it's gorgeous. Um, we see him opening her gift. It's a picture frame with Mr. and Mrs. and the date. Um, they, she talks about how there's like a note in hers that has a description of all the multiple parts of the gift. And then his is the same thing. She's like, I did the same thing. I wrote him a note with all the different parts of the gift. So he, she gave him a crystal that symbolized communication, fear removal, and connection. I know Crystal could do all that. Mm-hmm. He gave her a bracelet made of moonstone that represented strength, hope, and clarity. We then see her in a one-on-one, and she's wearing the necklace that he gave her. I was like, Haley, take note. 
true. I will say this is probably my favorite part of watching the show now is I remember all the previous ones who didn't do things or did do things. Um, but she says to her friends, she's like, I love him. She's like, it would be weird if I walked up to him and said, I love you, right? Um, and she says that she doesn't think anyone besides a family member has put as much thought into a gift for her. And she's never felt this way about anyone she knows. And she would do this a hundred times over just to feel the way she feels right now. And right now is before she even met him. Um, call me crazy, but I found it sweet. I loved it. I'm telling you, oh. I have so much faith in these two. Oh my God. I'm so surprised you loved it. <laughs> I'm also pleased. <laughs> I love that they both did thoughtful gifts. The funny thing about the gifts is like neither one of them bought stuff that I would ever want, but I could tell that it was stuff that really went with both of them. The crystals and moonstones. And I was like, this is, this is, this is very nice. It's the epitome of the, it's the thought that counts and it counted a lot. <laughs> but yeah, I was happy for her. It's good for her to have that feeling, even if it's a lie. Enjoy the moment. So now they're about to have their wedding. Chris is about to step out and he says that he's pretty open about looks. It doesn't matter what she looks like. His only one thing is that she cannot be taller than him. And I think that's fair. I mean, you're allowed to have one or two things that you want. Um, I think that his friends hate him. I think we need to look into the science of friends and grooms men at maths because from what we hear and even on after party, there's just like, you know, they're not helping their friends in situations as we saw with Chris and Alyssa, but they make him do impressions. Why? On camera for everyone to see. And it wasn't like the best impressions. And I'm like, why, why, why would you do this to your friend? I was so confused because they made it seem, his friends made it seem like they thought he was good at impressions, but he's not. He's not. I think they're laughing at him. <laughs> um, He does. Chris just make a statement that makes me think this truly is a match made in heaven. He's like, you know, I've been hydrating. My pee is clear, so I know I'm hydrated. <laughs> Just like this one, talk about the sweat drip. Maybe that's why they showed us this clip of her sweat dripping between our legs. Pathetic. But honestly, any time the time the window between the wedding and walking down the aisle and everything, I think they get a pass. Anybody can say whatever they want to say. It has to be a nerve-wracking moment that whatever comes out of your mouth, I should give you a pass. Like it's okay. But you can tell that Chris is nervous as fuck because he's just like jittery all over the place. So her friends remind her that first impressions are hard. She needs to keep an open mind. Her dad tells her that he knows that she's not going to get hurt in the grand scheme of things because she's tough. His concern is that she won't be his baby girl anymore. And she's like, no, I'll always be a baby girl. We're going to make room for someone new, but you always have my heart. So everything about Nicole's pre-wedding, everything, I just found great. From her feeling great, from her friends giving her good advice, from her dad being supportive. Everything was just a feel-good moment. It was. Um, She starts worrying that what if he's boring or thinks that she's too much, that she's not using her one and only marriage on a failure. (laughs) (laughs) This is a mission. (laughs) And she's like, challenge accepted. So she walks out and I cannot tell their thoughts, even though both of them are smiling. And, you know, I'm just going to say this. I don't think Nashville is up there with the attractiveness level of cast that we've had on maps. Okay. (laughs) So they get to each other. Again, they're smiling. I still can't tell. But I think both of them had already made their mind up on whatever the person looked like. It didn't matter. So they both talk and tell each other their names. And what do you know? They both pre- predicted each other's names. What are the odds? Which is, it's one of the odds. It's very cute. But like, they both have very common names. Yeah, but I mean, what is, it's um, still, I mean, it's common, but I think it's, it could have been Ashley. That's a common name. That's what been, Anthony predicted, remember, in season five. He predicted her name would start with an A. You or did you predict Ashley? Mo- you would not. He said starts with an A. But okay. you would not take this moment from me. They're common names, but I think it's pretty. That the probability is. I think it's a sign. I don't believe in signs. I just think what are the odds? <laughs> I just think what are the odds? Because we knew that he predicted her name 
But yes. I didn't know that she predicted his name. So for both mm-hmm. of them to do it, I was like, wow. Okay. Um, for Nicole, her family and friends share that she's a motor mouth. There's no dull moment with her. And she's an FBI. And he's like, what, what, what? And it's like full-blooded Italian. That she's a handful of kindness, selflessness, and generosity. And she also surprised her mom with a stripper. I'm like, uh, did we need to add that? But they laugh. So it's good. Um, you just need to give her affection. For Chris, they say that he's loyal, kind, gentle, affectionate, and caring, that he weighs the pros and the cons and overthinks, and he needs someone to match match him, but also put him in his place. She made a face, which I didn't get if that's something she said she wanted, but it was to the overthinking part, so I was like, okay. Um, they say that he's secretly a talker, and Nicole is like, oh, no one's going to want to hang out around us because we're just going to keep talking and we won't shut up. And the officiant is like, he has two babies, Kobe and Coda, and really drags it. I mean, we all know it's dogs, but the way she drags it on, it sounds like he has two babies, like children. But (laughs) they reveal that they're 90-pound fur babies. And she's like, I hit the trifecta. She's happy about the dogs, which is good. Very good. Yeah. He says something in his vows about buying flowers just because and not when you do something wrong. But the best part of it all is that they what? They kiss. Woohoo! Yay! That is my one master rule. I don't care. Don't tell me you're marrying a stranger. You will put lips on lips when they say you make kiss your bride. I liked so, that, <clears throat> that they had... I thought it was a, a form of a hapa, which you have at Jewish weddings. And then I thought, are they going to break glass? And then they didn't. So I was a little disappointed, but it was okay. So we move on to Clint and Gina. And for some reason, we find out how many people Clint has slept with because he mentions he slept with 65 people. Again, why? Why? <laughs> I started doing math. I was like, let's just say that you became sexually active. How many years? Okay. The, the number per year isn't really too bad if it's spaced out. But we did not just need to know that. We just didn't need to know. Um, Her dog was part of the procession. I guess they had to be. I just thought that Gina's mom looked great. Her makeup, her dress, her everything. Just wanted to call that out. So they're at the aisle in his beach wedding suit that looks like he's not even trying. And she walks out and Clint Clint has a smile plastered on his face. That looked like a grin. It was almost like he was frozen. And I couldn't tell what he felt because I feel like all along we thought that he wasn't attracted to her. So I was, I, I didn't know what I was feeling. This is why you shouldn't get any information and just form opinions on what you watched. What did you think? Hey, his face looked shocked. So I couldn't tell. <laughs> I like you was like, is he, does he think she's pretty or not? I just really couldn't tell. Um, her makeup was pretty, but the blush on her cheeks were pretty aggressive. Like it's almost to the point where it looked like a bruise. So that was my only thing. But I, otherwise I thought that she looked great. Um, for their vows, they both, she points out that she mentioned about going on an adventure, which is something that they mentioned with the friends and family about Clint. And she was like, I said that even before I knew who it was. Clint keeps trying to crack jokes, but they're not funny and they don't land. No. At all. And his vows are just full of sailing metaphors. And I'm like, oh my God, this guy has made sailing his personality. So we're in trouble this season. So Chris is going to give us sports analogies and this guy is going to give us sailing analogies. And, you know, they didn't show it to show you how bad it is. But you have to listen to our after party episode to find out the gift that he gave Gina. My jaw was on the dro- on the floor. Because... <laughs> We already think Clint is trash, but this is like the most, that's a selfish ass gift, but whatever. Um, they ask for the ring and she starts calling out for her dog and she starts snapping and doing the call and the dog comes out. <laughs> just tell the Tate and I are not pet people. <laughs> yeah. I just, I was like, I don't know. There's no time and it's probably hot. The dog comes out with the ring, then she has to untie it, and then, you know, give it to them. But anyways, the moral of the story is, you may now kiss the bride, and boy, do we get a kiss. Yeah. (laughs) They went in. (laughs) All right, we'll be right back 
to talk about their first chats. And we're back. Like Aid mentioned, it was very interesting that we did not see Shaq and uh, Kirsten anymore. Instead, we went straight to Clint and Gina's first chat. So Clint says and tells us that she's a natural beauty. She has the figure. She has the eyes. And he just melted right into them. At this point, I'm actually still confused because I'm expecting him to say, oh, I'm not attracted. So maybe, did, did we see the preview wrong? Mm, I don't remember the preview. Okay, I thought I could have sworn I heard or read something where he said he's dated people who were slender. Oh, okay. I missed this. (laughs) Maybe. So this was messing with my mind and how to process everything. But anyway, so Clint says he liked talking to her about adventure and travel, and this is going to be easy. She tells him that she owns a hair salon, and she asks him what he does, and he stalls like, for a living? No. What else does she mean? And he says, <laughs> he just thinks he's funny and he's not. And it's all the more, it's worse because he's like 40. Like you're not like 25. So you would think that he'll be mature. So he says he works for a technology company and it's global and all around the world and wah, wah, wah. So then she asks where he lives. And he says, I live downtown in a high rise. And his, she's like, oh, what building? And he's like, 505. And she's like, that's the same building I live in. And I'm like, stop the, stop the brakes. What? Like, how is that even possible? Like, don't they have their addresses? Like, did the producers not know? And then we're going to find out more in After Party. And I think they really took a risk on this. Like, these producers are really feeling themselves with all the risks they're taking. And it's just kind of, like, should that exempt you? Because if you live in the same building, you've already run across each other. Why would you have, even if it's a really, really large building, which I get the sense that it is, why would you match people who probably have already seen each other? And also might already, because with the example she tells an after party, of course there's a chance you might run into a production van. So like, why would you even do that? Like you might just ask who is the per anyways. I don't know why I'm trying to give credit to maps. I don't even think they care anymore at this point. So she says, yeah, I thought that you looked a tiny bit familiar and I mean, the bright side is she doesn't have to move. <laughs> they could just be married and stay in the same building. <laughs> I'm glad you thought of that. <laughs> it's funny because I have such dislike for Clint that I'm convinced they'll never work. So I'm like, oh, maybe I'll be surprised. But I wasn't even thinking about them moving it together because I don't think it's going to happen. Well, um, except for the show. Yes. Uh, well, based on your scenario, either way, someone's got to move. You're not going to stay in the same building as your ex. <laughs> and, you know, the people on the internet agree with you. I think someone said, looking forward to the person Gina meets after she divorces. <laughs> so um, she tells us that she likes the wave in his hair and his sense of humor. You know, when she said that, Aid, I thought that was such a weird compliment to compliment someone on the, not their hair, but the wave in their hair. <sighs> and I thought they were vibing. But again, after party, I know I'm referencing after party a lot, but it was a good one. Like we got the true tea <laughs> over there as to why she said that. So she says, oh, how come I've never seen you at the pool or whatever? And this guy, you can tell he's obnoxious. He's like, oh yeah, because when people are at the pool and probably at the lake, I just like the outdoors, nature, blah, blah, blah. And then he says he sees someone of excitement and it's smooth sailing. And I'm like, yep, we're going to hear this all season long. Any more thoughts on their first chat? They had good energy. I, I thought that they, I thought their first chat went pretty well. I It's difficult for me because I find him obnoxious, but even as I was finding him obnoxious, I didn't think she was finding him obnoxious. That's what we thought, but I, I, I thought she dispelled, well, we'll see. I, I just thought they were hitting it off in all ways. Yeah. And I thought there was chemistry. And then yes. she's like, there's none. <laughs> so... <laughs> So um, Nicole and Chris have their chat. Nicole is so happy to be married. Like just saying my husband, she's one of those, my husband. Oh my God, I just said my husband. And she thinks that they're hitting it off. She asks about his dogs. And then she's like, there are dogs now. And he's like, I love that. Like loving dogs is huge. And then she just starts fixing his tie like a mom. And the producer asks her, like, what do you want to ask him? And she starts rambling off like a litany of questions, like, so many questions actually like where do you want me to start from 
I was just like, back up, back up, back up. <laughs> Take a deep breath. Um, they're talking, and I don't think we ever noticed it. And did it come up in the matchmaking special about his finger? Yes, yes. He talked about his finger in the matchmaking special, and hopes he he was like, "I'm cool with it. I hope she's cool with it." He was he. It wasn't like an intense thing for him. Okay, I never noticed, and I they've never brought it up before that. And he was like, "Oh, you may have noticed this," and. He tells her about it, how it was a work injury, and it took a bit of his finger. And he's like, I'm cool with it. And she's like, yeah, it's not a thing. So I always like, like I said, the same way when Shaq shared about the accident. Like, it's not like sharing your trauma immediately, but it's just like, it's just a place or something to remind you. Like, yes, this is a stranger that you just married, but they do have layers to them. So I feel like it helps, but that's just me. Yes. I mean... It's funny. Here I was like, yeah, this is nice. With Shaq, I was like, oh, it's okay that he said that, but I don't... That, I feel like the Nicole and Chris are a better cu- couple than Sha- Shaq and Kirsten, so therefore the... I should just drop this. No, I know what you're trying to say. Like, like almost like Kirsten doesn't deserve to be told. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, I almost feel like Shaq has to because he has an obvious scar on his head it's so funny because i don't like i i don't i don't clock it okay i mean i like did if, but i it, it'll be a weird thing because you can't ask you can't say what happened to you you just met so it's almost like let's just address you, you're looking at the person dead in the eye so it's right okay. there maybe for us like as viewers on tv lights camera but in person it's right there huh i so um I'm going to feel silly, but I really have not noticed Shaq's scar, and I don't even remember what it looks like. And I definitely watched the show, and we posted this picture on our Instagram, and I'm like, what scar? Oh. (laughs) Okay, sorry. Like, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, I guess that's a big scar, but it's, I mean, it fades pretty well. I don't know. I wouldn't think too much about it. Anyway, go ahead. I feel like if he's going to be in a picture, it's probably going to be photoshopped a little bit, unless it's like natural, uh, real-time picture or something like that. Um, he asks her how she feels, and she says, I feel like we're still pretending. I'm like, Nicole. I mean, I get what you're saying, but come on. But she's like, but it's going well. <laughs> I'm like, there we go. So she says that she was nervous about getting to the altar and seeing Shrek. <laughs> but he's handsome. And he's like, same. Like, you know, you look good. You look, you look good. So he tells us that physically he thinks that she's great and thinks that she looks really good, that she's definitely around the height that he likes, and she has a great smile. I'm like, yay. And he asked her, should I call you honey or babe? And she's like, yeah, let's work on that. I'm like, okay, these two are meant to be together. I can't believe it, too. I have so much faith in them. Until they break your heart, eh? Until they break your heart. So Nicole says it has to work because if it doesn't work, that means she's meant to be alone. And if she can't make this work, then she doesn't deserve to be anyone's wife. I'm like, okay, girl, that is way (laughs) too much pressure. To put on yourself and you just enjoy the journey and it doesn't mean that you're meant to be and you don't deserve to be anyone's wife. But I think it's safe to deduce that Nicole has a bit of a self-esteem issues that she's working on, like a work in progress in that. And I think the deprecating humor is kind of like her defense mechanism, I think, but I think so. Um, We move on to what I wished was the last wedding, but it's not. Jasmine and Eris. Jasmine is listing all the things that she's nervous about, that she's nervous about, that maybe they might have awkwardness, that what if he has a super protective mother or sisters, she doesn't want to compete with them. She says she's hoping that he's cute. And then her friend just randomly asks, like, do you think you can learn to love? I'm like, what? (laughs) And she's like, yes, I think that I can, that all my past relationships, like I've had to learn to love them and all that stuff. Eris is telling us that he has been to therapy and he's read books and he doesn't want to be the person that he was before. And I think Dr. Pepper, you know, kind of like in line with the same old, old soul thing is telling us like, he's not a player anymore. And I'm like, again, just cause you say it doesn't mean that's the case, but I'll tell you aid. I get, this is not necessarily good, but I get a lot more vibes for Eris. Meaning that I really do think that he wants to be his best. Maybe I should say Woody, but it's just such a high benchmark that I don't want to give that to anybody yet. You have to earn that. He hasn't earned it yet. 
Yeah. But I, I think he might surprise us. And I again, I still stand by everything depends on if he's attracted to Jasmine. Uh, yes, but he's the type of person who's not going to be, you know, who he's, he's not going to be impressed with anybody he's not attracted to. But yes, they need the attraction to get started. But I really wonder if that attraction will take them anywhere. Because I don't know if he's a serious human. And I don't believe Dr. Pepper. Why, why do you not give him the benefit of the doubt? <laughs> if she's ugly, I'm going to cry. Yeah, that's a... Mm-hmm. <laughs> His own words. His own words. So Jasmine is glad, again, that her mom is here after being diagnosed with breast cancer. And just like you, Aid, I was like, oh, is she still going through treatment? But I think she mentioned, like, we don't know if we have a day, three months or not. So my deduction was like, she's still going through treatment. Okay. So we don't know, but she's just glad that she gets to see her married. So they get in a circle and say a prayer. And she says that she's a pastor's kid. So divorce is a big deal to her. So she's going to do everything in her power to make it work. I'm like, please God, let this not be a Chris and Paige situation. We cannot do this again. <laughs> <laughs> The guys walk out of the elevator and I realize that Aries is short. He gives me tall energy, but he's not tall. How, how short? I didn't notice he was short. I mean, maybe he's shorter than the guys, but I just thought he was like a smooth, like maybe 5'11", 6", but he looked like a 5'9", 5'10", kind of guy. Okay. He was just shorter than everybody else. And then this enemy of progress comes out again. And by enemy of progress, I mean Eris's cousin. She just went <laughs> on. About it's not too late, you can bow out, that you don't have to do this. And listen, we said it before, we get it. You're concerned about him and all that, but this is the worst time. He's about like 10 minutes away from getting married. Like you said it, he still wanted to go through with it. So what is your point? She keeps saying that he's not ready, (laughs) that He's saying a lot of, I hope, I hope, I hope. And it's too much to play with his life. And it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I'm like, this is aggressive. <laughs> I think that that this cousin is a Cassandra. She is Who's- here to tell us about impending doom. <laughs> I mean, more context is, again, when we find out, we found out last week that he was talking to someone for like a month or whatever. So maybe she's close to this person he was talking to or liked the person. And she's like, how can you bounce back just like that? Maybe that's where she's coming from. But either way, I just think it's poor timing. Not when someone's about to go down the aisle. Like, if you didn't change his mind before then, like, I don't know what you're going to do. And I'm really surprised that production even let her try. Because In desperation. She's just like, this is the last moment to save us all. (laughs) To make things even worse, Eris is like, I mean, everything she's saying is valid. (laughs) And And, you know i'm all over the place so i don't know and then we end the episode on that cliffhanger i mean we know they're getting married so i don't know what the point is just do all the weddings in one and that's how the episode ends i mean they're probably gonna get married next week i i i am just looking forward to what happens here every on all of these i'm looking forward to what happens do we oh we don't know where they go on their honeymoon yet was it mexico Uh, I have I don't know. I haven't Mass Fan hasn't let me know. <laughs> uh, um that preview that they showed us. Uh, it was interesting. I think that was where you, I didn't see the thing about Gina and Clint, but you saw it. The part that got me was Dominique's mom saying he might be Jeffrey Dahmer, and then they show McKinley looking like crazy eyes. <laughs> I was like, Okay, if you're worried about Jeffrey Dahmer, then why did you send her up for the show, you ding dong? I don't do people not know what this show is again there's enough dating shows you can send them on but not married at first sight if you're worried about these kind of things like come on so for this week Tane who has your bouquet my bouquet goes to your people Nicole and Chris everything was just good vibes I have no no notes no complaints who has yours Nicole and Chris, I don't think we talked about it, but they also complimented each other at the top of the aisle. Both of them. You look nice. Oh, you look nice. How hard is it to do that? And yet some people couldn't do it. (laughs) Who has your burnt ashes? My burnt ashes go to Kirsten. Like, if you know your personality, don't come on this show. Like, she just came in with a closed mind, a stank attitude, and 
didn't appreciate that. The man was trying and he just wasn't winning. Who has yours? Clint, I don't know if you have two brain cells to run to get rub together, but do not ever allow yourself to be saying your number on national television before you go marry a stranger. Have some sense. <laughs> a fool at 40 is a fool forever. <laughs> <sighs> is that a real phrase? Because it's true. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's universal, but it's a very popular saying in Nigeria. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, that's it for this week. You can find Tane on the Rewatch with Nana. They are covering season six of Sex in the City. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at AlterCallMAFS. That's A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. We love to hear from you guys, your thoughts on our, our newest victims. <laughs> We're available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening to our show. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any new episodes. Please give us a five star rating if you are so inclined on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And we will see you next week with a brand new episode. Bye, guys. Bye. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.